Hello, Rob. Yeah. Dude, what's going on, man? This is Zach Moonshine. You're live on the radio. Zach, how you doing, man? Good to talk to you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, what 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 the hell's going on right now, man? What's going on in the world of trouble, dude? Man, there's a lot going on right now. We got a couple shows coming up just to break the winter blues. Uh, we got a gig here in Chicago at the Beat Kitchen on December 1st. We're playing Club Garibaldi's in Milwaukee on November 30th. And we're just right in the middle of writing this record. And uh, we're in pre-production. It's sounding pretty badass. So we're looking to tour over the summer. And so things are starting to, starting to heat up for us. Hell yeah, man. So, uh, so I mean, uh, so, so, well, tell us, man, is there, is there a new album, uh, do you guys have a, a, a date as far as, like, when's the next record coming, or? There's no official date yet, but I think we're looking more like the fall of 19, so the, the album is pretty much pre-production, uh, it's all demoed, uh, Kyle's writing all the lyrics for it right now, and we should be hitting the studio pretty soon, so, uh. No official date yet, but I'm going to say probably end of summer, fall release, 19 probably. Nice. There's no name for the album yet either. But all the songs are written, and uh, we're ready to go, we're ready to record this thing. Hell yeah, dude. So, uh, so uh, uh, well, let me ask you, now, now you joined the band in, uh, what was 2013, right? Yeah, 2012, 2013, yeah, around there, right after the Distortion Field was released. So I went on the first tour for that album. Uh, it was the uh, around August 2013, correct? Cool, man. So was well, so you weren't actually? Are you on the record, or you just toured with the band after the record was released? No, I'm, I'm not on the record. No, I, they they recorded the record, then they auditioned bass players, and I joined the band that that August September. Fuck yeah! So this next album, this is gonna be the one featuring you on it then for the first. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I always say to my friends, I go, I, I buy Trouble Records, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not meant to play on them, so I get a kick out of it and everyone laughs, but uh, I mean, I've been a fan of the band since, uh, man, I, I saw them probably on the Run of the Light tour, might have been with King Diamond in Jersey, uh, man, 80, 87, 88, somewhere on there, and uh, huge fan, so... To be able to play on the trouble record and kind and I and I and be able to uh, contribute some riffs to it too is just a dream come true for me, man. So it's, it's an honor to be on it. Yeah, so man. This will be my debut record. Yeah. Dude, totally. dude, that's badass, man. Yeah, man, it's a fucking legendary band, dude. Like they've been around for a long time, man. And uh, I know, you know, they're they're cited as one of. Uh, one of the main influencers on a lot of doom bands, you know that 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 are in that genre nowadays, you know, so, uh... Oh, I mean, man, it's, you know, they're, they're big four of doom, you know, the big, one of the big four of, of doom metal, no doubt. Hell yeah. You know, and, and also in the, in the stoner, stoner rock, uh, stoner metal genre, the later records, yeah. too, I mean, that, those, those two Deaf American records are, man, it's just rock and... Groove rock and just doom. It's a whole mix of uh, new wave of British metal, priest style. I mean, it's, they got all, they got everything. Yeah, legendary band, legendary Dude. band. But I, I was real excited to join the band. <laughs> to be, you know, 
Hell yeah, dude! You mentioned the big four of Doom, man. Who else would who who would the other three be? Oh, you know, there's there's lots, you know, Candlemass, uh, Pentagram, Dream Death. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, you know, all those bands are so good, so <laughs> good. Take of course, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I was I was already thinking about Candlemass and fucking Pentagram too. Was popping at my head, dude. Yeah, so I've, I've known some of the guys. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so uh, when Pentagram, before this resurgence of them, you know, I, I, I'd seen them, and I toured with a couple of Pentagram members when they were in the band Cathedral. I was in a band that toured with them with Black Sabbath in around 94, so, I mean, I've had a long lineage with those guys, and uh, I love them. <laughs> They're crazy dudes, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, Pentagram's badass, man. I remember... Uh... I had a buddy a long time ago that used to just go and buy, like, random CDs, fucking weird shit, you know, that, like, nobody fucking really listened to or knew about, and he'd always come over with all this crazy stuff and show me stuff, and one day he, he, he fucking uh, picked me up and we drove around, and he was blasting Pentagram, he's like, this is fucking Pentagram, dude, and he's show, showing me the album cover, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this, man, and then uh, oh, yeah. a few that's, years that's later... Yeah, then years later, they had that fucking documentary came out, and I watched that, and I was like, holy fuck, man. Yeah, actually, in the documentary, I was at one of the shows that didn't come off. Uh, I think it was uh, around 96, 97. My band from Jersey Solace played a fest with Pentagram, and uh, I think actually maybe some of the Trouble Guys were there, too, at the time. It was in, uh, it was in right outside of Virginia. Wow. And uh, there's some footage from that from that uh, documentary. Yeah, I remember those days well. That's badass, man. Well, uh, I know you you you've got some other bands too, or that you've been in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your history, man? Yeah, so I grew up in the on the Jer- in Jersey, uh, right outside of New York City in Philadelphia, uh, equal distance, and uh, you know I grew up as uh, a hardcore kid in Jersey and uh, you know I used to go to a lot of CBGB's hardcore matinees on Sundays and I started out there I was pretty much a 15 year old kid the first time I ever played CBGB's I was in a you know a band from Jersey called Social Decay and um, me and the guitar player from that band uh, wound up forming a band called Godspeed uh, right after Social Decay and we got signed to Atlantic Records and we had an album out in 94 on Atlantic and our first tour was with Black Sabbath in Cathedral in Europe. Holy shit. And our second tour was and our second tour was with Dio and Love Hate in the States. What the and our fuck? Third tour with, and our third tour was with uh, Sugar Tooth in the States. And then we broke up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and out of the and out of the ashes of that, um, me and the guitar player, he went and joined the band Sugar Tooth in LA and he disappeared for a while. I just kind of floundered around until he came back and we started a band called Solace. And uh, I stayed in Solace till now, until currently. So uh, we were on a label called Meteor City and we toured with Orange Goblin and played shows with Clutch, Motorhead. Um, oh you know, my God. That band's been around for a long time. It's like the band that never dies. Like, we might disappear for five years at a time, whatever, but uh, we always go like, actually, Solace is putting out a record this year, but uh, I haven't played on it yet. 
but I expect to do the tracks for it. So that'll right. be coming out on, on uh, I believe Magnetic Eye uh, this year. All right, hold on, man, hold on. You 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 fucking shared the stage with fucking Dio, Black Sabbath, and Motorhead. Yeah, dude. Oh, that, yeah. What the? Yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah I've been doing this a while, so um, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why Trouble got a hold of me to audition. I mean, I've been I've been around for a while, and uh, I've known I knew Rick and Marco um, first before I played, and they were looking for a bass player. And someone's like, "Man, how can you never ask Rob? You know, you know him." And they're like, "Oh shit, that's right, he does play." And uh, and I went and uh, I played with him, and it just it just clicked. And uh, yeah, things were great. Toured with Black Sabbath in 94 on the Cross Purposes Tour. Cathedral uh, was the other opener. And Victor Griffin and Joe Hasselvander and uh, Scott Carlson from Repulsion was in Cathedral at the time. Damn. So that's how we all got to know each other then. Yeah, I was like a 22-year-old kid. <laughs> I was like a young young kid. Yeah. Damn, dude. That's, that, that is some... Are there any crazy stories that you remember from, uh, from any of those fucking... Uh... Oh, man, dude. <laughs> There's this thing in Chicago where it's like uh, you go to a bar and, and you drink, and then it's like dudes who play in bands, and they just tell, like a comedian, they get on stage and they just tell tour stories, you know? Uh, I got I got a couple good ones, man. Uh, <laughs> um, so our guitar player, Tommy, um, Tom Southern, was uh, he's a drinker, man, and uh, he... Uh, he was tying one on one night, and I, it was in Paris, France, for a small town in France, and uh, so I duck off and go to this, into the bathroom, and there's a guy in the bathroom next to me, and he's, you know, doing whatever he's doing, and I see his feet, but I don't know who it is, and I'm sitting in the stall going to the bathroom, and uh, I hear him come in, he followed me, he followed me into the bathroom drunk, and he was, he was violent at the time, and... Uh, all these doors were, all these store doors were, doors were closed and I'm on the end stall and the guy next to me is in there and he's before me so I'm thinking to myself he starts coming in he starts kicking the stall doors open <laughs> you know to bust my chops right <laughs> so he fucking gets to the guy next to me and I'm going man this poor guy next to me he's gonna get this stall door kicked in on him <laughs> by this drunken dude you know who he had to go <laughs> he, he kicks the stall door open, right? He's thinking it's me, and then I hear dead silence. And then he and then he, he runs out of the room. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm going, yeah, you know, it serves you right. You got the poor guy next to me, and I and I and I get out of the thing, and I and I whatever finish, and I open it, and I get out of the thing, and it's Tori Iommi Holy on the fuck. toilet with a newspaper. <laughs> in the stall next to me. He had a stall door kicked in on him. <laughs> wow, dude. That, that, yeah. That's a fucking story right there, man. Yeah, that's a true story. And actually, if you go to Tony Iommi's autobiography, Iron Man, near the, near, the end, in, in, near the end of the book, he mentions our band in Cathedral and how crazy we were and how we got almost got thrown off the tour and always drinking and fighting. It's oh, actually man. in his book. I need to read that. Book. I need to get that book. Yeah, I, yeah so that's just one story. There's, there's, a, there's a million crazy ones. We were uh, Godspeed was a band that was like a cross between Black Flag and Black Sabbath. 
like we were like playing Sabbath style rock, but we were just a couple punk kids, you know what I mean? We didn't know how to act properly, you know, so we learned our lessons pretty hard on that tour, for sure. Hell yeah, dude. Sounds like it, man. Fuck. All right, I got some questions. I got some questions for you from the chat room. Uh, uh, Megan wants to know what are your favorite horror movies and monsters. And and before before you answer, man, I got to tell you, dude, I, I saw the fucking uh, post that you made in the event where you showed a picture of yourself with your fucking bass and you said, "This is my doomstick." And I was thinking about fucking uh, Army of Darkness and fucking Evil Dead, dude. So. addicted to the fucking Walking Dead, dude. I fucking... What'd you think about yeah, that I shit w- with Rick, dude? Like, they... they I thought he I thought he was gonna be dead, man. I thought he was gonna be gone, and then, uh, then they fucking... They took him away in the fucking chopper, man. I, I knew it. I was like... <laughs> what I thought was gonna happen was they're gonna get rid of him, but they're gonna leave it open-ended. Like, I actually thought that he was gonna blow up the bridge, the bridge was gonna collapse, and he was just gonna get washed away, and no one knew what happened to him. And he might reappear ten years from now, whatever. But yeah, I I, I kind of I guess that was gonna happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of here's my take on The Walking Dead right now. It seems like they're going back to the zombie as the villain. The zombies are back to being the villain again. You know, not Negan or the governor. Or, you know, other other humans. Like it kind of like the zombies were like a a background prop for a couple of years. You know, now it seems like the zombies are going to be the villain again. And I really dig that. Well, yeah. The way it was. I saw they're adding in a new thing, too, which they're calling them the Whispers, and uh, it's apparently like a bunch of people that are that are putting the skin of the zombies on themselves, and they're walking around acting like fucking The Walking Dead, and they're just killing folks. And yeah, I yeah. heard that too, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be yeah, crazy. They say, they say the zombies are morphing too into something else. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I remember I was watching that when when Rick was about to blow up the fucking bridge, and I kept thinking, you know what? He's he's not like really on the bridge; like he's kind of off to the side. So, you know, like I don't really see how that's going to kill him exactly, <laughs> but you know they all they all think that he's dead, and then fucking he, you know he shows up washed up on the fucking beach, man, still bleeding, fucking crazy motherfucker, dude. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's going to come back to the show. I think that's it. He's gone. Yeah. Well, so, I, I read we'll something see. and it said that they're going to do like some movies. They're going to they're actually have some movies that are going to come out 
where he's going to be in, in a couple of those movies, and that'll be it for him. But as far as the yeah, show, totally. they're just going on a different okay. uh, thing. Have, have you been walk, watching uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, too? No, uh, you know, I, uh, I try not to watch too much television, so I, I, I told myself I'm only going to have one show. Yeah. Dedicate <laughs> yourself to one. You know what I mean? Because I, I, you know, I work in the garage on motorcycles, and I play, play the bass, and... You know, I, I, and I work at a job, job, so I just like, all right, have your one program, watch that, get into that, and don't get caught up in a, anything else. So that's what I do, yeah. All right, well, another question from the chat room. Uh, Thunderous wants to know, being in this band, where do you want this band to go from here? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, the band is still active. The band still writes. I mean, in no way do I... Does anyone think it's nostalgia? I'm, uh, we played a lot of the old songs, but I mean, the riffs coming out of these guys are just like, man, so good. I mean, uh, you know, it's the classic trouble sound with with just cause the guitar work. It's fantastic, and the, the band is really excellent. So, I mean, you know, we're gonna play. You know, we're gonna play Wembley Stadium. You know, no, but I mean, the band is still relevant. The, band still writing songs I mean I could see this band touring for another you know five to ten years making another record after this record no doubt hell yeah dude hell yeah I mean the guys the guys the guys are playing great and they're, they're writing great and uh, the band just sounds great I mean the band is fantastic so I don't see anything getting in the way of us at this point fuck yeah dude Another question from the chat room. Dawn of Eternity wants to know: Have has, has the band ever played the board game Trouble? <laughs> you know that's <laughs> funny. I was <laughs> I was I've never played the the board game Trouble with the band Trouble, but I was at a when I first joined the band, I was at a some flea market in somewhere in Wisconsin, man, like out in the woods, Wisconsin, and I'm looking around and I see I see it. I see the, the, it didn't have a box, or it didn't have the game pieces, it was just the board, trouble, and so I bought it, <laughs> I just bought the board, it didn't have any, I don't know, if it, I think you push the button and the dice pop around inside, you know what I mean, but it didn't have any pieces that moved, it didn't have any cards or anything, it just, it was just the actual board, so no, I probably have played it as a kid, I haven't played it. Uh, with the band, but I do have the trouble board of the board game, <laughs> but not the whole game. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> Another question from the chat room: Have ha, has the have you guys ever gotten in trouble while on tour? Um. Well, the band Trouble. When I since I've been in the band Trouble, has not gotten in any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I can't, I mean, it depends on how you, you know, how you want to classify trouble. <laughs> uh, I've never been bailed out of jail, um, but I destroyed a tour bus uh, once and woke up. I woke up with the, our lead singer laying through a table when the table went through the bottom of the tour bus and it was scraping the ground. And the bus driver thought the bus had a uh, muffler fall off because he just saw sparks flying out of the side of the bus. And I passed out, and, uh, I, you know, I got yelled at. But, 
think we might have bailed one guy out of jail in Germany one time, so. Uh, <laughs> that's about it, yeah. <laughs> nice. Another, another question from the chat room. Uh, has anybody ever gotten an STD while, while being on tour with the band? No. No. Well, I can only speak for myself. Uh, no. I have not. <laughs> Everybody always wants to ask me these questions about like uh, groupies and stuff like that, man. I'm like, dude, it's not the fucking 80s anymore, man. Well, also, but... <laughs> I play paint. So, you know what I mean? It's not like uh, there's a line of women, you know, around the <laughs> Is that really true? Is is that, does that really is it really like that? I always see those memes and stuff on fucking Facebook and shit people share. They're like is it really? I'm like sure that? it's not. It's not. I'm sure it's not true for Gene Simmons, for Steve Harris. That's <laughs> fucked know? up, man. <laughs> but but for a guy like me, it's true. Yeah. That's probably. fucked up, man. Why why no love for the fucking bass players, dude? Like what the fuck, man? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, come on, dude. Fuck. In my case, the drummer probably got the probably the drummers probably did better than I did. And that's that's even worse, the drummer. <laughs> I mean, I can think of a lot of iconic fucking bass players throughout throughout time, you know? Like, I mean, fuck, dude. Getty Lee, fucking Cliff Burton, fucking, like you said, Gene Simmons, oh, fucking Rex Brown. God, oh, yeah. Fuck, man. Fucking Nick, I'm sure those guys Nicky did. Six. I'm sure those guys did. <laughs> yeah, those guys did probably very well. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't known as the, uh, you know, the touring Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, but I didn't do bad. I didn't do so bad, I guess. It's probably better that way, man. It, you don't get, don't get no could. fucking STDs, man. <laughs> it could have been worse. Hell yeah, dude. All right, man. Uh, let me see. We got some more questions for you. Uh, fucking... Paula wants to know Chicago. Have, have she wants me to ask you what's the metal scene like in Chicago? Oh man, the metal scene here is uh, you know I am not from here, so I'm not from around the Trouble era. But back then, I mean, there was Masters, E Trope, Trouble, couple bands. You know, um, you know today uh, there's a lot going on, man. Uh, Indians, a band that plays. My buddy's playing the band Atlas Moth and. The two bands we're playing with at the D Kitchen are pretty good. Uh, it's, it's pretty vibrant, you know. I think overall metal is not, you know, you know, huge right now, but it's great. I mean, the clubs are full. I go to a lot of shows. Chicago is great because everyone comes through, and you get this. There could be a, a show every weekend, and uh, you know, I go to a lot of shows. So I mean, Saxon played a small club here. Uh, like about six months ago, uh, saw Power Trip the other night, uh, about two months ago. Those guys are great. Um, you know, there's some bands, uh, like I said, Indian and the Atlas Moth, they're, they're buddies of mine, and those bands are great. And uh, Chicago Metal's pretty good. Hell yeah, good dude. Scene. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm down here in Tennessee, man, and I gotta tell you, dude, it's fucking, uh, it's hit or miss, man. I mean, sometimes some people yeah. come through here, but not everybody comes through here. But when people do right. come through here, everybody goes, man, because, you know, this we got to. You it's know? an event. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing here. I mean, the city's huge. There's probably, I mean, damn, man, there's probably a metal show every, every other night and then multiple shows, you know what I mean? So like Windan played the other night, and I'm sure there was another show down down the street. 
you know what I mean? There's multiple shows all the time. You can see anyone anytime. What part of Nashville, what part of Tennessee are you from? I'm in Jackson, uh, it's a little, uh, city fucking, uh, in between Memphis and Nashville. Right on. Awesome. So, anytime anybody comes to either Memphis or Nashville, it's pretty easy for me to go see them, but, uh, yeah, like I said, man, it's... I went and stopped off at Graceland. It was awesome. That was a long time ago, man. I wound up there driving to California. I was in between two bands and off a huge tour. And I was like, I'm just gonna. I, 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 I mean, I was going to California. I was going to Houston, and uh, I wound up in Memphis. And I, I was in a Dodge '71 Plymouth Satellite, <laughs> and I, uh, I drove it to Houston, Texas. And I wound up in Graceland for some reason, but great town, really great town. Hell yeah, dude. Another question for you from the chat. Vicky Grandy wants to know, have you or uh, will you ever play in Canada? Well, I haven't played in Canada in trouble yet. I don't think, no. And, uh, but, um, I'd like a, the name of venues or towns? I don't know. Like, I've played in, uh, I've played in every town from Vancouver to Toronto to Montreal, uh, maybe Calgary once or twice. I think she's located yeah. in Manitoba. Manitoba, yeah. I don't, I don't know quite know what that is, but we used to tour with this band from Montreal called Grim Skunk, and they were, they were great. They took us all the way up to Maybe it was Manitoba. Is that way far up? Is he talking Nebraska? Is that, is that way up far up the East Coast? Is Dude. It, if that is, we played there. I have no idea, man. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'd have to Google search it or something, man. Speaking <laughs> uh, about Canada, I hope I, I hope I can get in Canada. <laughs> I haven't been there with trouble yet. I hope I, I hope I don't have any trouble at the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got another question for you from the chat. Uh, M M Job wants to know how many songs are written for the new Trouble album. Yeah, there's about thirteen songs written, Holy and shit. the record will probably have about nine or ten. So, and we might put a couple out as uh, singles or EPs through the year. But this album's written. I mean, it's ready to go. Every all the songs are written. So, unless someone comes up with a last minute paranoid or something, you know. It's pretty much in the bag. Uh, so I think we're about 12 or 13. Badass, man. Uh, yeah, it's really badass. I don't know. Do, do you know if the band plans on uh, re-releasing any of the older material with, like, bonus bonus stuff or anything like that? Or do they have any no, plans? No, I think they, 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 they usually re-release the first... Uh, at least the first three. I've seen Plastic Greenhead as a re-release and Simple Mind Condition. Um... They, they possibly, well, I don't know about bonus tracks or nothing, but uh, I hear them talk about it. I really don't get involved in the, the ins and outs of the, of the old catalog, but um, from what I know, they you know we sell them and they're always out there. So, uh, you know, at least at least the first three, uh, I guess they call it Psalm 9 now. It used to be called Trouble and uh, uh, The Skull and um, Run to the Light. And I think I've seen Plastic Greenhead as a release too, for mm -hmm. sure. 
So those are always out there. I'm sure they'll put them out. Yeah. Nice. What about a live album, man? You guys have any plans of doing a live album? Well, there was a live album done with before I was in the band. Um, it's called Trouble Live. Yeah. There's also the live video live in Stockholm with Eric Wagner and uh, so and uh, the Trouble, the other Trouble Live record from L.A. was with uh, Corey Clark. So those two records are out there, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like with, no, the, with the current lineup. Uh, possibly. There's always a possibility, for yeah, sure. Be, I mean, we haven't recorded one yet, but... That would be fucking killer, dude. Fucking... I'm just gonna yeah. put it out there, man. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Because cause the band, is, the band is, is rocking. I mean, our live shows are a pretty, pretty good experience. You can check them out. Oh, yeah. I uh, got another question. Uh, Megan uh, keeps bugging me in the chat room. She, she wants me to ask you about what what is your favorite Walking Dead character? <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, from Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> uh, Herschel was great. Um, dude, Herschel was awesome, man. My wife stopped watching the show when Herschel died, man. I can't get her yeah, to watch when it he again got after that. When he got his damn head chopped off, man, I was like, no. Oh. Oh, that was horrible. Um, uh, I really liked, um, uh, I can't think of his name now, the, uh, not Dwight, man, uh, Dwight was, uh, Daryl's brother, but, uh, uh, he was the first season guy, the old timer that was, uh, sitting on top of his damn camper all the time, uh, the guy that taught Glenn out of Fixers, uh, Winnebago, his camper, uh, what the hell is his name, uh, I can't think of it right now. You know what I'm talking about? Like, season one. Uh, the guy that was fixing oh, the Winnebago's? No, you remember the guy that that would, uh... Oh, I, I like Beth, too. Yeah, Beth, Beth was cool, things. man. Beth was cool. She got her head blown off. I was pretty bummed about that, too. Uh, she was cool because she started yeah. out... She started out not really knowing what she was doing, and then fucking whenever her and... Uh, they turned into a complete badass. Her and dude went off and they got stuck somewhere. Like she fucking just like flipped a fucking switch. Oh, she man. total badass. I think his name was uh, yeah, it was it wasn't Bob, but uh, season one, he was like Glenn's buddy, the old timer. He had a camper. Yeah. And, uh, the fuck, I liked him too, man. I, I like Shane too. I miss Shane too. Yeah, Shane was cool, man. Yeah, I like the. I like the new seasons. I, the first, the first two seasons freaked me out, man. Those were like, man, those were freaking awesome, man. Yeah, man. I I come home one day after work and I was just sitting there looking at Netflix and I was like trying to find something to watch, and I kept seeing Walking Dead advertised in front of me for fucking months, maybe years, and I hadn't clicked on it yet. And I finally just clicked on it and said, "Fuck it, man." And I watched like two or three episodes. All of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm fucking like hooked to it. And I'm fucking sitting there just binge well, there, watching. This, that's what happened to me. Fourth of July, about three years, three and a half years ago. It must have been around season four or five, maybe season three or four. And I hadn't watched the first two seasons yet. And I'm like laying. It's like Fourth of July weekend. And I'm laying in bed. I'm, I'm to, this is when I drank. I'm totally hungover. 
was in a coma, like laying in my bed. And I turned the TV on, and it's, it's this special for the weekend called Dead, White, and Blue for the 4th of July holiday. And I just watched the first two seasons back-to-back, like in a row, on my couch. I was like, this show effing fucking rules, man. Like, and I got hooked in. Then I watched the rest of the seasons and caught up. So I got lucky that way. By the I way, uh, a Dawn of Eternity in the chat room is telling me that Dale is the name that you were looking for that was fixing the... Uh... Oh, Dale! Dale! Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I guess I'm not a super, super fan. I couldn't remember his name. I liked him. He was always, he always had, like, duct tape. You know, he always had, like, a tool to fix his truck. Like, he was bad at <laughs> Another question from the chat. Thunderous wants to know, what's your favorite food when playing out live? Uh, you know, my favorite food, playing out live. Well, most of the time we do a buyout of the clubs have food, so, I mean, man, I'm just a, just a burger and pizza guy, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't eat nothing fancy. Like, I'm not eating, like, you know, prime ribs or sushi, you know what I mean? Like, if there's, a pizza, if there's a pizza pie there, I'm, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. Another, que- another question from the chat room, man. Uh, Viogez wants to know, do you guys like hairy pussy or bald pussy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm older now, so, I, you know, I don't mind the hair. It's okay with me. <laughs> I don't either, man. You know what? I think that that makes it... The, the more natural, it makes you feel like you're doing something right, man. When when a motherfucker shaves that shit off, dude, it's like... It, it don't look right, man. You know? Yeah, that, 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 that was cool to me in the, in the 80s and the 90s, I guess. I'm a, I'm a throwback guy. I, I like the women look like from the 60s and 70s. Fuck you know yeah, I mean? dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, I guess I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to add to let the people know? Yeah, man. We got we got a couple shows coming up. Uh, you know, we got one in Chicago on December 1st, if you're in the listening area. Uh, the Beat Kitchen uh, with Scientist and Sacred Monster. And uh, that show, I, if, if you're in the area, I'd suggest you get tickets because it's about going to sell out probably. So uh, tickets are 18 bucks. 24 at the door and uh, Club Garibaldi's in uh, Milwaukee uh, uh, that's uh, November 30th you get your tickets there too those are going fast too and look out for the record and if you see us on tour come check us out fuck yeah dude oh and uh, you, you can catch us at uh, Trouble Metal Facebook and Trouble Metal on Twitter and uh, I think the website's still up, newtrouble.com. And you can catch me on Instagram, uh, all things trouble and my bike stuff. Uh, it's at BobbyGT. Right on, man. And you guys are pretty, pretty, uh, I mean, I've, I've been seeing you guys on Facebook a lot, posting the fucking event and stuff. So that's that's cool, man. Like, you you guys are definitely using that kind of stuff to uh, get in touch with oh, the fans, yeah, fans and I mean, shit. I, 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 I personally don't have a Facebook page, but I have an Instagram page. But, you know, the band, you definitely use social media where we can, no doubt. I mean, back in the day, man, I remember we were pen, we used to pen pal. Yeah. <laughs> we used to write pen, pencil to paper. 
send cassette tapes out and uh, or like catch shows and, and fanzines. Man, it, it was like that. Yeah, it was a lot harder back then, man. It's it's a lot easier I nowadays. But I don't know how we did it. I'm like, man, what was it like back then? You know, I remember being on tour, and we used to have to get like, you know, overseas calling cards to use payphones to call home. You know what I mean? Like we used to have to like buy an international calling card. We would go overseas and uh, you know call home from a payphone. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right, man? I tell people all the time, you know, I'm like, when I was a kid, dude, like, the only way to fucking find new music was listening to the radio, and we just had to tape record that shit, and hope to God that you lived in a city where they had an actual metal fucking radio station. Luckily, I I did for a while when I was a kid, but, I mean, you know, that's all I did was just tape record that shit, hours and hours and hours of it. I grew up, uh, there was a radio station in uh, Seton Hall uh, University in New Jersey, up near the Oranges, and it was 20, WSOU, 89.5, it was 24 hours metal. It was like the only metal, like, I'm talking like metal, metal, not like, you know, like K-Rock metal, it was like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know what they played, Slipknot or whatever, but this was like a metal station, they played Venom and, you know... Exodus and Man of War and you know they'd play all this awesome shit and uh, you know you, you, you would have to get lucky to get in its radio range to get it tuned in like you would be driving down the street and you'd be blasting it and then you'd be at a range and then you would turn around and go back to where you were and just sit there so you can listen to it you know what I mean <laughs> like you'd have to like actually drive around the spots where the radio station would pick up <laughs> Yeah. And I remember when I was in a band called Lethal Aggression, yeah, old-time uh, Jersey band I was in from, uh, that was on Relapse at the time. We did a radio interview there, just like, much like this, but it was live. And I was like, man, we're at SOU Studio. Like, holy shit. It was just like some college dude with, like, you know, a whole bunch of metal CDs around him. <laughs> I was like, man, this is like Jersey's home for metal. <laughs> it was awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess uh, fucking... Well, before I let you go, man, I got to get you to make a station tag, all right? You got it. All right, whenever you're ready, say something like, This is Rob from Trouble, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. This is Rob from Trouble, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Hell yeah, dude. How was that? Was that metal? <laughs> that, was, that was fucking perfect, man. That was badass. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time, dude. Hey, and, man, uh, I, re- yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. I love to talk to you. It was, it was a good time. It was a great time, actually. Hell yeah, thanks dude. to all the people that, that, thanks to all the people that asked questions. Those were great <laughs> questions. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, seriously. Crazy motherfuckers, you know, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be like, man, I, I can't believe I said I was a Walking Dead fan. I couldn't remember Daryl's name. Hey, I'm gonna up, I'm gonna upload this shit after uh, tomorrow, man. It's gonna be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, I really appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. I really appreciate it. Fuck yeah, brother. Well, what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna blast some more uh, trouble songs for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, dude. You got it, man. Thank you. All right, man. Later. Cheers. Later. 
There you have it, folks. Fucking trouble live on the Zach Moonshine Show. What the fuck, dude? That was fucking bad fucking ass, man. He was talking about fucking Tony Iommi in a fucking stall fucking taking his shit and fucking... What the fuck, dude? That was some crazy shit right there, man. That was one for the books, man. I'm glad you guys fucking tuned in and hung out with me for the for tonight. And a uh, big shout out to everybody that fucking came to the chat room and asked those questions, man. You guys fucking rock, dude. I love you, man. Fucking thank you. Crank it up loud, dude. You know the story, man. Put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them wherever the fuck you can to make your neighbors fucking hate you, man. If you don't see fucking U-Haul trucks in the driveways tomorrow, you got some serious fucking metalhead fucking neighbors, dude. This is Trouble on the Zach Moonshine Show.